Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we try to do here every single day. One of the new things we're going to get better at is monitoring our AC unit on 100 degree days to make sure it hasn't kicked low fan on because it is maybe the hottest day ever in here. Must be nice to be in a cool engineering booth. It's honestly not cold. What? (laughs) I'm telling you. How? It's so hot outside. I don't think it's the AC. I think it's just that it's so hot. No, I think it is the AC because remember... Um, Eric, it's our so AC hot. man in Connecticut taught us what that if it's us? too hot outside, it's like the, they're just taking the air and trying to cool it, but there's mm. just sometimes that are just impossible. Yeah. So Anyhow. no, I got, I got butt sweat too, girl. You got, I didn't see any butt sweat. I didn't see any on yours. Um, my dress was stuck <laughs> to my ass. That's why you couldn't see well, the sweat. You can feel it after. I'll show you there's butt sweat. I did do a demo for Kelsey. <laughs> She did. She did. <laughs> Guys, oh my God, I'm definitely over the hot, hot summer Ooh, LA. Baby. Me too. I, I am so transport me back to Connecticut so I can enjoy the fall. I'm like, let's go to a beach in Mexico and then I can handle the heat. But I don't want to be like, I love summer, 
uh, summer's my favorite time of the year, but it's like, yeah, I'm ready for fall or beach in Mexico. Yeah. I'm ready for crisp air. Yeah. I've never been ready for crisp air. Crisp air is great. Um, all right. Our quote of the day, there will always be someone who can't see your worth. Don't let it be you. That's from our guest today, Mel Robbins. Heel Squad. Get ready for today. Okay. Mel Robbins' new book, The High Five Habit, will change your life. I guarantee. There's just no way you can't, can't get behind this. Um, she is an international best-selling author of The Five-Second Rule. And this book literally blew me away, made me so emotional, made me really realize how cruel I am to myself. Um, and just particularly lately in this last couple of months, um, it is incredible. Mel is going to help us change our mindsets, take control of our negative thoughts, overcome our self-doubt. She's going to help us be our own biggest cheerleader and learn how to love ourselves all with a simple freaking high five in the mirror, which by the way, in my little break, I ran to the bathroom. I did my first high five in the mirror and I was smiling really big. I love it. Um, I felt like it stopped my realization when I did it this morning. I was like, you know, when you do your makeup, you're not really thinking, at least I'm not. I'm like, whatever. I did it. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) who's that human? Like that's, it just like stopped me for a second. So that's how I felt. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point is that we actually stop and see that there is a human on the other side. Right. Oh my God. I'm not even going to talk much more than this because this interview is so packed with such incredible information, but I'm going to tell you right now, I I will give you a moment of silence and here's what the moment of silence is for. Go on Amazon right now and buy this book literally right now. So you don't forget and you don't um, not have the time. So it's called the high five habit by Mel Robbins right now. Here's your quick break. I'm going to pretend that I'm going on Amazon right now because I already have it. Mel Robbins, The High Five Habit. Really, you guys can just click the link in the description. Okay, done. Boom. Now, let's get to it. She's one of the leading voices in personal development and transformation. She's an international best-selling author and coaches more than 60, 60 million People online every month. Robbins aims to teach followers how to change habits to become happier, more confident, and more fulfilled people, just as she has. Hill Squad, get ready. Um, I don't know one single thing that is easier to do. It's free. That will change your life. This, I think, will. And I am already doing it. And I can't wait for tomorrow morning to wake up and do it. Enjoy my conversation with Mel Robbins. I sent her a picture of the book where I was like, I needed this. I know. I was reading it last And I wrote it 50 friggin' times Mm -hmm. throughout the book. Like, I needed this. I needed this. Um, But uh, I wrote, I'm like, this is life-changing. And it really is. And it's rare that I feel like a book is really life-changing. I think books are amazing. And you you definitely get a lot from books. But like... This is life-changing, Mel. Thank you. Like really, really life-changing. And I'm telling you for me how much I got out of it and how quickly it was kind of recalibrating my brain to realize, okay, 
Because I, I remember meeting you or seeing you at the, the Napa thing and you were talking about the high five thing and like high five, high five. And I'm like, okay, high five. <laughs> yeah. Cool gimmick. High five. Right. Then I read it and I'm like, oh, this is like science backed. This is neuroscience backed. This is just life backed. It's powerful. And it's just... um I mean, I can't wait to get into like all the nitty gritty. I mean, the whole book is like I marked see you up. dog earing it, and wait till you hear me actually unpack it, because yeah. um, there are some things that I think will. It's easy to read over in the book, but when I unpack the story, and I then explain the resistance, and I explain why it feels weird for real, especially for women, it's a jaw dropper in terms of just how profoundly we have all been betraying ourselves, ignoring ourselves, giving up on ourselves. And so it's this kind of tiny little thing that then explodes into something really foundational. Yeah. Yeah. And there's even more research to to tell you about that I've only since discovered in the last two weeks that all came <laughs> from Dr. Amen that explains oh, yeah. all kinds of stuff that makes every that makes it even crazier. Well, it's like the false narrative <clears throat> that we tell ourselves. Like I, I was trying to think of where did this all kind of start? And we know that there are so many different influences in our lives as we are young and then as we're growing older. But I vividly remember people saying, if basically, if you loved yourself, you were conceited. Mm-hmm. And so I or, wanted to be the opposite of that yeah. because you want to be liked, you want to fit in, you want to feel, you know, like your peers are accepting you. God forbid I think I looked good in that dress. God yep. forbid I think I did my makeup well today. I'm conceited. Yeah. And I don't want to be conceited. And so what you're doing with this is you're reminding us that that's all bullshit. That if we don't love ourselves, why are we asking anyone else to try? Yeah. It's really like, I, I think we all know we need to. We don't know how. Yeah, so I'm going to kick back. Watch this. This is me in my <laughs> WWE chair. I kick okay. back. Hold up. I'm going to kick back and let Mel do her thing. <laughs> when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Because I don't <laughs> no. think I even need to ask yeah, Mel you a do. question. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you um, do. Go for it. Because what I loved also was the incredible vulnerability in the book with your stories about your personal life. I felt Chris's pain because my husband has that pain. Yep. And we've had very similar paths where he has felt such immense failure. And then I had to be the breadwinner. And then 
you know, everything that comes with all of that, but (laughs) there's so many dynamics at play, but anyhow, and I, and I just felt the horrendous kind of abuse inside of my own head. Oh, Oh, that's the perfect word for it. You're right. Where I am telling myself all these falsehoods because I just am. I'm not good at this. I'm, I don't know who, who do I think I am to go figure out how to build this or what all the negative self-talk, which I always reference that show physical. Have you ever seen the I movie, seen the physical. show physical? No. Oh, you're going to oh, love I, it. I, I, Rose Byrne, yeah. Apple TV, Rose Byrne. What's brilliant about this show and why I connected so much is the self-talk. Her inner monologue comes out. Now I might not do that in the ways she does it, but I do it in other ways. Yeah. You don't know how to do business. Mm-hmm. Like all Who do you of those think things. You are? This yeah. is not going to work. Yeah. You're I'm too so late. stupid. Why didn't I know yep. this? How come I, when your first book technically <laughs> failed at first, <laughs> I know. what a brilliant story that is. I can't wait for you to get into it, guys. Her first book <laughs> went from being a failure to the biggest fucking thing that ever happened because the universe worked itself oh, out. But you want to it hear, was, you want to hear the, the latest? Yeah. So I get an email last week, and it's from my agent saying, I, I, I need you to hear this, but none of the big box stores are going to carry you because you're not a known author. Wait, for the second book? Yes. For this book, The High Five Habit? Yes. None of the the big yeah, the targets, the Barnes and Nobles? No, no, Barnes and Noble and Amazon, but Target, Walmart. They won't Costco, carry you? Nope, because I'm not a known author. <laughs> but your first book sold how many? Two million copies. It's in 36 languages. I was self-published, though, so I guess it doesn't count. Guys, crazy. Her story is so crazy. It's so beautiful. Mm. It's so great that you shared all of those little painful details because it just shows us that we can get past it. Mm-hmm. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts, that's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. And, and this simple freaking high five guys, please share this with everyone, you know, one simple high five a day can literally change your life. And, and so you all need this book. This is your new gift for everyone Wait, in your are life. are we taping right now? We are. Oh, I did. I thought well, you and I were just chatting we before were, the but, show. <laughs> we oh, were. Okay. We were, but this is just how it goes. <laughs> right? It just is real. And so Amazing. here we go. We're going. Okay. Everybody has to buy this book for their friends. Yeah. This is your new gift for life. Mm-hmm. I know Kelsey just bought her friend Anthony's book from Queer Eye, but oh, that was great. She's getting this one. You're now getting too. this one too. Oh, yeah. And share this podcast with everybody so you can hear her say everything she's about to say. Mel, I am rarely so moved. 
Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me all of the things that you were just saying that the, uh, I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited. Okay. High five habit. Yes. Started where? Let's go there. Okay, let's go there. So um, first of all, it's not a pandemic book at all. But in order to tell you the story, I'm going to take you back to what was happening. So we all have this moment where we knew that our lives would be fundamentally changed because of COVID and quarantine and the pandemic that was hitting. Do you know when that moment was for you that your life turned upside down? Um, when I knew the pandemic was hitting. Yeah. When you know, when you knew, oh, my life's about to change. My career's about to change. I think I just kind of realized it recently because I was <laughs> in okay. the throes of taking care of my mom and all of oh, that. So that's I, right. I'm having delayed responses on a lot of things where I'm like, oh, life as I knew it isn't the same anymore. Shit. I got to figure something out fast. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a Wednesday in March of 2020. And I had my dream job. I was a daytime syndicated talk show host. We were taping at the CBS Broadcast Center. Uh, ever since I was a little girl growing up in Western Michigan, I'd come home from school and my mom would have Oprah and Donahue and Montel on. And I always thought, how cool would it be to have a job like you do, like I do now, where you talk to one real human being and you talk to them about their life and about what they're facing and what their hopes and dreams are. And that conversation can then be shared and it can impact millions of people's lives. And so here I am doing my dream job. I'm 51 years old and somebody walks into the studio and says, they've found COVID in the building. We're shutting it down. You need to be out of here in five minutes. And so with five minutes notice, they cancel my show. I get fired from my dream job. I don't even get to say goodbye to the 130 people that I'd been working with for nearly a year. None of us do because we are immediately evacuating the CBS broadcast center. When I get out onto 57th street across the, the, the street there, it's that building with the BMW dealership in the basement of it or in the, the kind of street level of it on 57th and West side highway. Uh, tonight with John Oliver's evacuating, uh, entertainment tonight's evacuating. My talk show staff is evacuating. 60 minutes is evacuating. CBS news is evacuating boxes of stuff being carried out. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I get into the car and um, my husband and I live in Boston. It's where we raised our family. I know it's where you're from. Let's go. And as I'm driving up the West Side Highway and the New York City skyline is disappearing, a phone call comes in and it's our oldest daughter who is a junior in college studying in Spain going, are they closing the borders? What's happening? And then all of a sudden there's a beep in and it's my daughter out at USC who's a freshman who's sobbing saying they're closing the school. What the hell is hat? What the fuck, Ma? Like she starts just going off. And so I'm like, hold on, I got to let me join it. Like, and so I've got two kids across the world from each other in complete breakdown. And I calm them down. We get them home. And the second I get home and we are there and we've got our three kids home, they're now 23, 21 and 16. Um, it was just emotional turmoil. Our kids were in a huge state of like grief and frustration and anxiety and anger. And I, I didn't know what the hell was happening. I was bummed that I lost my talk show, but I'm like, well, who am I to grieve when people are dying for this thing? I mean, and then the book, uh, a publisher I was working with calls and says that book contract, we're canceling it. And the money that we gave you as an advance, we need it back. Money I had already spent. And then every single speech that I had booked 
for the next year, which was the primary way that I made money and paid yeah. my staff and all of it started canceling. Boom, boom, boom. And it was interesting because I was so angry. I'm like, are you kidding me? I have worked my tail off for the last 10 years. I'm 51. I have to fucking reinvent myself again? What? I couldn't believe that all of this work that I had put in over the last decade to change my life, to build something that I cared about, was now like evaporating. At least that's how it appeared. And the reason why it was so triggering is because just 12 years prior, in 2008, my husband and I were nearly a million dollars in debt, and I was unemployed. And I could barely get out of bed due to the anxiety and the overwhelm and the frustration. And so I started to have these flashbacks thinking, oh, this is about to happen again. Mm. I'm about to lose everything again. And so, you know, we didn't have PPP loans yet, so I didn't know how I was going to pay my staff. I didn't know how to support <clears throat> our daughters who were just imploding now that their college experience had completely just kind of evaporated. And um, for the first three weeks, you know, I think I fared pretty well. I basically uh, would start drinking Bloody Marys around 10 o'clock in the morning. I never changed out of my pajamas. We put on Glee, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, had family marathons. The dog slept on the couch. Like that was that it was a blur. And I think we can all say there were lots of gifts mm -hmm. to this moment in time when life hit the giant pause button on us all. But three weeks into it, I remember waking up one morning. And this is the piece that everybody can also relate to. I woke up and I just felt defeated. I felt so overwhelmed by my life. I felt like I just wasn't equipped to help my kids or my employees or myself. I was worried about my parents. I just felt beaten down and exhausted. And so I know based on experience that the last place that I should be hanging out is in bed in the morning. Cause that's when my anxiety usually takes over staring at the ceiling, thinking about life, not a good thing for me. So I used the five second rule. I counted backwards five, four, three, two, one. I got out of bed. And then I made my bed and I always make my bed, but on that morning I made it so I wouldn't climb back into it. And then I started walking to the bathroom and I'm thinking about my day and I get into the bathroom and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm standing there in my underwear and the dog comes walking in because he needs to be walked. And all of a sudden I catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I think, oh my God, you look like hell. And the gray hair was coming in and my circles under my eyes were dark and my neck was saggy and one boob is hanging lower than the other. And once your thought patterns go down, mm -hmm. your mind will continue to go in the same direction. You'll spiral down or you can lift yourself up. And so I spiraled down that morning and I immediately then started bashing myself. Why did you get up so late? The first Zoom calls in eight minutes. You didn't. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Text Maria back. You know, you got all this stuff to do and you haven't done it. And the beatdown begins. And here's the interesting thing. If you had walked in the bathroom at that moment, I would have spun on a dime. Mm -hmm. I would have been like, Maria, this is not fair. This is so awful what's happening in your life right now. I'm so sorry this is happening to you. And here's what I want you to know. You're not going to go through this alone. And if anybody can face this, it is you. So you pick your chin up, you get your ass back out there, honey, and know that we are behind you. You can face this and you're going to be strong. Like I could have given it to you. Yeah. But standing there, staring at the woman in the mirror, I honestly felt sad for her. And even if I had something I could have said to myself, I wouldn't have believed it Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel that way. I felt beaten down and... You know, I, I thought a lot about this moment. I have no idea why I did what I did. Absolutely no idea. I actually think it's <laughs> divine intervention. I believe it was too. Because it's so stupid and cheesy on its face. And I am kind of a very practical, funny, sarcastic, cynical, in some ways kind of person, even though I'm really positive, right? But for whatever reason, standing there in my bathroom, in my underwear, I literally just raised my hand and high five the woman I saw in the mirror. And, you know, here's the thing. It's not like lightning struck. I mean, it's not like the heavens open and all of a sudden, oh, my (laughs) life changed. That's not what happened. But I'll tell you what did happen. I felt like this energy shuffle is what I would call it. And I laughed out loud because it is so corny. (laughs) I'm just envisioning you with your underwear on, one boob sagging, feeling like you look like hell, and you give yourself a high five. I would probably laugh and have a chemistry change too. Totally, totally. And (laughs) as I looked at my boobs this morning, I'm like, oh, do they need some lifting? What's going on here? (laughs) Totally. And so I literally just laughed, and then I felt this kind of shuffle in the energy, and I didn't even think or say anything, but the energy was like, all right, Mel, shut up, get out there. Come on, you can handle this. Just get going. And so I left the bathroom. It was the second morning that my entire life changed. So the second morning, this is April of 2020, second morning, I wake up, same problems, same overwhelm, same fear, feeling defeated, feeling no energy, feeling just flat. Five, four, three, two, one, I get out of bed. I make the bed. I start walking to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, Maria, I realize I'm feeling something I have never felt in my entire adult life. And it's this. 
You know when you go to see a friend, to meet up with them, you know, at a cafe, somebody you just really like, what do you feel right before you're about to walk into the cafe? Like butterflies, like excited. Yeah. I felt that way about seeing myself. I'm going to be 53 this year. And I know that I've been excited to see an outfit or a haircut. I don't ever remember feeling excited to see Mel Robbins, the human being. And so I round the corner and go to step into the bathroom. And kind of the profound nature of what's unfolding is hitting me. And as I'm standing there with my toothbrush, brushing my teeth, and the dog is again at my feet, I realize something I've never realized before. There are two people in the bathroom every morning with you. There's you... And there's a human being in the mirror. And that human being has been waiting for you to wake up and to realize that they're there and to see them and to know that, you know, they're trying and that they need your love, they need your support. Like it's literally your soul. Mm-hmm. And um, I had this really amazing moment where I saw myself and I put the toothbrush down and I realized that, you know, I have this habit. Everybody does. You know, we talk a lot about morning routines and we talk about, uh, how you need to start your day and set it up in a way that's powerful because that's how it ends up. But I don't know of anybody that has talked about this awful habit that every human being has that is part of your morning routine. And that is a habit of standing before yourself with the human being in the mirror and either ignoring yourself or beating the hell out of yourself. And for women in particular, 91% of us don't like how we look. Half of us won't even look at ourselves in the mirror. It's this habit of self-rejection that is baked into your day that you're not even aware of. It's just so part of who you are. And so I had, interestingly, the day before, I'd been doing all this research because I was trying so hard to figure out how can I show up? How can I show up for my team? How can I be a better leader? How can I pick people up? You know, how can I make sure that they're not afraid, that they're inspired as we're going through this? How can I reassure the people that are counting on me? And I read this piece of research that uh, was very recent. I believe it came from Harvard that was about the fact that as a leader, if you stand in the morning and you think about who you want to be today? How are you going to show up at work? How are you going to show up? What happens by simply taking just a moment of reflection and intentionally thinking, how am I going to show up today? It actually changes your focus. It changes your level of productivity. It changes how you show up. It changes your ability to impact people. And I just looked at this the day before. And so standing there and realizing I have this human being staring at me in the mirror, I asked myself a question that I had never asked myself before, and it was this. How can I show up for her today? And I think I just thought about how I could be a little bit more optimistic, a little bit kinder, a little bit more patient. Like if I did that, if I could bring a little fun. Like 
that was it. And I, and I, and so I set this intention and then I raised my hand and I went to high five myself again. And that changed everything. Well, never thought about the human being. <laughs> Kelsey, I know you didn't feel about the, think about the human being either. Nope. Um, and I think, you know, we talk a lot here about how we're so unkind to ourselves. Um, but, and, and I've done like the Dickens process with Tony Robbins, where uh-huh. you go back to like your earliest childhood memory and you think, of what you would say to them. And I remember just bawling. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, why would I, why would I do anything other than squish her, love her, be so amazing to her, tell her everything's going to be okay. But then inside my own head, Oh my God, the cruelty. Yeah. And I think I'm just starting to unpack it now because I haven't had time. I've been in a tornado yeah. of like the business and then my mom and now everything's hitting and mm-hmm. I'm starting to see everything. And so we talk about this a lot here. Um, but I never, <laughs> I never thought about it in that context of like, there's a human being in there. That's like a whole other way to look at it that yeah. I just think is super powerful. Yeah. Um, and so what happened after that? So what happened after that is I just kind of started noticing. So then I, incorporated it into my mornings. And, you know, when you first start to do this, what I want you to do is I want you to stack it with brushing your teeth because you're already brushing your teeth. It's but there's all, science behind it. There's science I remember behind reading it. that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's science behind it because it's easier for your brain to learn a new habit if you stack it with something you're already doing. So for example, if you would like to have the habit of meditating or journaling and you're an avid coffee drinker, put your journal next to the coffee machine. That way, when you go to the coffee machine, like you do every morning, Mm -hmm. your journal's right there. And now you're stacking a new habit with an old habit. And every morning, I'm hoping you actually brush the crap out of your mouth so you don't (laughs) spread dragon breath on everybody all day. I also want you to brush the crap out of your mind, body and spirit, so that you don't drag that into your day. And so I kept doing it. I kept doing it. And I kept noticing that I could enter the bathroom feeling excited to see myself. I still felt a sense of overwhelm. I still felt like the problems were really big. I still did not know how everything was going to turn out. But I would leave the bathroom after a simple high five, feeling like I could face it, feeling like I had my own. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm back. Feeling like I was being reminded in a small way that, yeah, I do have what it takes. Yes, I can face this. Yes, no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay because I'm going to come back here tomorrow morning and I'm going to brush it off and high five myself again, just like they do in sports, just like they do in sports. And so I practiced this for a couple weeks. And then one day I just snapped a photo and I put it on my Instagram story and I did not expect what happened next. Again, I think this is like God divine moment. Um, within an hour, a hundred more people around the world had posted photos of themselves high-fiving themselves in the mirror. And the odd thing about it is I didn't even put any instructions on my post. I literally have bedhead a retainer in, you know, had I known this would be the photo, I might've picked a different day. Um, that was the whole point of it though. That's true. Isn't that just funny? Like yeah. what you're, you're trying to accomplish in the mirror in the morning. Oh my God, you're right. Is what the photo did, Mel. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's so perfect. So, <laughs> and then the story started coming in. I've been doing this thing. Holy cow. And the stories were unreal. A woman who had body dysmorphia for 20 years and has not, never looked at herself in a mirror in 20 years starts high-fiving first looking away, and within five days, she's able to not only see herself but to smile because she's not looking at a body. She's looking at a human being who needs her. A woman in a domestic violence shelter who had just escaped a horribly abusive relationship and after five days, she DMs us and basically explains that she's lost everything. She has profound childhood trauma, and she's got a long road ahead of her to heal and to rebuild her life. But what this high five in the mirror has done is it has made her realize that she still has herself. And if she has her own back, she can get herself through anything. And so these stories start to come in and... People start to talk about how much more energized they are. They start to talk about what it's like and how it's making a difference with depression. And so it's the stories from real people that moved me to go, okay, I got to just figure out what's going on. And so we started doing a tremendous amount of research. It turns out that there's a lot of research on high fives mm. that is fascinating, mostly in the space around motivation. But what I learned in terms of the science around why this works is groundbreaking. And the most exciting thing about this habit, other than the fact that it's free, <laughs> other than the fact that you don't even need to buy the book or read the book to actually be able to start doing it immediately, which and I also works. love, and that it works for everybody that pushes through the weirdness and the, the resistance, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, what I love is that the reason why it works, this is the beauty of it, Maria, all of the programming is already in you. So you're not actually trying to encode anything new into your brain. You are taking something that's already in your brain and aiming it at yourself. So we have for our entire lives received and given high fives. And when you give somebody a high five or somebody gives one to you, Maria, what is the high five, the gesture itself communicates to you? 
it's when I'm giving it, it's like, great job. I'm with you. I support you. I love you. Like just all of that. Thousand percent. It's yeah. the Ted Lasso effect, right? Oh, it's oh like my, my favorite Ted thing Lasso. of all time. That's what this is, by the way. This is literally. It really is. Yes. This that. Oh, shit. That's exactly how I felt. So when I watched Ted Lasso season one. Yeah. I was just so elated and I just kept feeling like I need an IV drip of Ted Lasso and we all need Ted Lasso clones in our life. Yeah. Season two, not so much, but that's a whole other story. She hasn't gotten far enough now. <laughs> not I told her to keep deep watching. in enough to enjoy because <laughs> okay. they, they strayed from the story and they went to the other characters. I'm a little upset, but, um, but that's how I felt when I was reading this. I felt like that just that hope and that excitement and yeah. just that pureness of like, oh, okay, life can actually change. We have the power within us. We really do. And something as simple as a high five, and like you talk about it being a transfer of energy, well, let's give it to ourselves. Yeah, I was talking to our friend Jay Shetty, and he he actually said something really interesting. He said, actually, what this is, Mel, and he said, this is the same thing with the five-second rule. He said, you've actually found a light switch inside of people. And it is as simple as turning on a light. That's how quickly and how powerful this thing is. And we want to think that because your problems feel big and overwhelming, the solution has to be big and overwhelming. It's actually the opposite. I think the bigger and more overwhelming and scary of the problems that you're facing, the smaller the solution is that turns everything around. And if you're in a super dark place, what you need to get rid of that is a little bit of light. And this high five habit, the raising of the hand is so powerful. And I'm going to explain the science because it is really extraordinary when you understand what's actually happening in your mind, body, spirit, nervous system, physiology, all of it. When you do this simple gesture, you're flipping a switch in your nervous system. You're flipping a switch in your brain. You're flipping a switch in your neuropathways when you use this. And this is why it works. So a couple things to expect when you first do it, because, um, you know, I want you to try it first thing in the morning and there's a lot of research around this. First of all, um, I want you to remember to do it. I want you to stack it with your toothbrush. Uh, toothbrush. Exactly. Genius. You can also, if you're concerned about it, take lipstick and put a handprint on the thing, you know, around your hand, you could take a post-it note and put a little note up there to remind yourself. You're probably not going to need the reminder, but you could do something like that. Um, then I want you to stand with yourself. And I want you to see the human being. And for the vast majority of people, that alone is a very startling and profound and strange experience to stand before yourself and go, there is a human being right there. And there's always been a human being right there. And I've either bullied, bashed, or ignored them. And then I want you to ask yourself that question that you've never asked yourself. How do I need to show up for them today? What do you need for me? Just think it. That's all you need to do. And then when you've got something in mind, and it could be, I got to be brave today. I got to be fun today. I got to bring the energy today. I got to just believe today. I got to be kind to you today because yesterday kicked your ass. <laughs> you know, I got to bring forgiveness for you today because uh, you're trying really hard and life feels really hard right now. Um, Whatever it is, and then you're going to go and raise your hand. And there's a couple things I want you to understand are going to happen. Number one, it will feel weird. Just expect it to feel weird. And I can explain why it feels weird based on the wiring in your brain. So your brain is wired to learn patterns. And right now, the wiring in your brain is the exact opposite of the high five. 
the wire in your in your brain is stand in front of a mirror and beat the hell out of that person or stand in front of a mirror and don't look at them. That's what your wiring is. So the second that you go to do something that's the opposite, like celebrating, supporting, I believe in you, whatever a high five communicates to you, it's going to feel weird. Yeah, because we're taught not to consider ourselves. Yes. We're taught as women, first and foremost, not to consider ourselves. We're last in every equation. But we're really taught, like I said, that we're conceited if we do, that yep. we're selfish, that all of these like kind of nasty things are attached to us caring about that human being. So yep. all that stuff just went away a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. So what happens is also like, you know, if I, I'm a right-hander, I don't even think about it when I write. But if I were to lose my arm in an accident today and I had to suddenly write tomorrow morning with my left hand, I could do it, but it would feel really weird Mm -hmm. until I kept practicing. That's your brain learning a new neural pathway. Mm. It's like plowing snow after it falls. You're creating a fresh path. That's the weirdness. That's all that that is. Second thing I want you to understand is that um, there's only two reactions to doing this. There's either a very positive one or there's a negative one where you resist it. And the majority of people have the negative one where they resist it. So let's talk about the positive one first, because there's a lot to unpack with the negative one. So the positive experience is you will either laugh because it feels (laughs) remarkably cheesy to do this, or you will burst into tears. And the bursting into tears is a positive thing because you're releasing stored tension and energy and sadness. You, the tears are a sign that you recognize how long you've longed for this moment to come back home to yourself. It's like facing a, an estranged family mem- member. Yeah. Right? Like somebody you love that you've just been away from for so long. Correct. Exactly. And so you're going to either laugh or you're going to cry You'll get a surge. We're going to talk about kind of what happens as you're doing it in a minute. But first, let's like talk about the resistance because this piece is so sad. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. (laughs) you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And there are kind of four reasons why this resistance comes up. And it's important to hear them all because I think we all have a little bit of resistance to doing this because... You may fall into all four of these. You may have one of them. You're going to recognize that this is true for somebody that you love. Um, But here's the resistance as you stand there with yourself. Every single morning, there are not only two people in the bathroom. There's you. There's a human being in the mirror, which, in my opinion, represents your soul and your spirit and your humanity. But you then drag 
your entire past into that bathroom with you. And it stands between you and that person. And if you've grown up and you've had things that have happened to you, which means it's happened to everybody, that stuff has happened in your past, whether you've been abused or traumatized or discriminated against or abandoned or neglected or you've experienced heartache or anything that could possibly happen in the human experience. Too many of us drag that into the bathroom and we stack it as evidence between ourselves and our humanity and our spirit. And we say, oh, because of all this stuff, you're unworthy, you're unlovable, you're damaged, you're this. This is all evidence that I'm seeing a human being that does not deserve a high five because of those things. Mm. The second form of resistance is all the things that you've done that you regret. And if you're a human being, you got a lot of those. So whether it's cheating or lying or stealing or drugs or addiction or hurting somebody or hurting yourself or giving up on yourself or squandered opportunities or whatever it is that you would forgive Maria or Mel Robbins for, yep. but you will not ever forgive yourself for, you drag that into the bathroom with you and you wear that regret and shame like a yoke. And you stand there and you stare at a human being who is just suffering and so in need of your forgiveness and your understanding and your compassion and your support in order to heal. And you withhold it by refusing to look at them and refusing to cheer them forward. Instead, you just pick them apart about all the things that have happened. This was my husband, by the way. So my husband went into the restaurant business with his best friend and it was wonderful until it wasn't. And if you've ever been in the restaurant business, you know that only 1% of them make it beyond four years. Mm -hmm. Even so, they made it seven years. They opened up multiple locations. But the restaurant business never, ever returned the profits they had hoped for their investors. And so after just really working as hard as they possibly could for seven years, at the end of it, they sold it to another investor uh, at a loss, and they did not return the profits that they had hoped for their investors. And we, you know, as I mentioned, we're nearly a million dollars in debt. Lots of people lost money. Even so, it was really interesting to watch what happened because our best friend, my husband's business partner, could leave the business and he was like, well, that's entrepreneurship. And by the way, I'm really proud of what we did. Like we built a, an amazing brand. We were incredible to our employees. We had an incredible product. We worked day and night I am proud of that. Did we return the profit? No, but I'm still proud of what we did. He could separate what happened from his identity. Mm. My husband, Chris, couldn't do that. For whatever reason, he could not do that. He, for literally, I'm trying to think of the math here, he for literally the last seven, six or seven years would step in front of that mirror, Maria, and would see a failure. Mm -hmm. And he would see a person he hated. And he would see somebody who did not deserve support or celebration. And it didn't matter. Actually, in many ways, it made it worse that I was so loving and positive. And, and you know, am I always that way? No. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But for the most part, I was still his biggest cheerleader. But it made it even harder for him because he's like, how can you feel that way about me when I see a failure? Because when you don't love yourself, you will not let other people love you. Yes. When you're not secure with yourself, you will be insecure everywhere you go. It begins with your relationship with yourself. And so if there's something that you 
regret or will not forgive yourself for or blame yourself for, that is going to be the resistance that's between you and high-fiving yourself for Mm -hmm. where you are. And the block for where you want to go. Thousand percent. (sighs) Yep. I underlined a block in there somewhere where I was like, oh my God, yes, this has been a block. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, the metaphor I like to think about is a marathon. If you've run one or you've been a spectator, you've witnessed the extraordinary, like, energizing, profound Mm -hmm. scene of seeing all these runners run 26.2 miles and all these spectators, right, cheering them on. And, you know, we don't stand at mile seven at a marathon with our arms crossed and go, (laughs) yeah, I'll wait till you finish. And even then, I'm not sure I'm clapping for you because you're not running very fast. You're like, that's not what we do. Yeah. And if you've ever run a road race or done a walkathon, you know the most exciting and exhilarating and amazing part of it is the fact that perfect strangers high five you every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And it's those strangers that are cheering you on and encouraging you every step of the way, particularly when it's hard. That's what keeps you going. And so to your point about the block, if you've blocked yourself with regret or shame or some story about who you are because of what's happened to you or what you've done, that is the equivalent of standing at a marathon with your arms crossed and going, you know, fuck off. I'm not cheering for you. Oh, I just want to cry. That's so powerful. It's so true, though. Yes. It's so true. We tell ourselves we don't deserve the very thing that removes the block. That's why you're stuck. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting for somebody else to come in and validate you or tell you it's okay. And yep. you won't even accept it if they did. And it starts with you. And then there's a third thing. What's coming up for you? Oh, just the block. Because I've been trying to figure out what the block is, and now I I understand it. Yeah. I have been beating myself up for so long about all the little things I've done wrong or I think I've done wrong, rather than looking at them like your husband's business partner, like, wait, I should be really proud of that, actually. That was amazing. They're here, all the amazing things that came from it. Okay, so it didn't succeed like I wanted it to succeed. Still doesn't take away from all the other good. Of course. Right? Of course. But then I just, from that on, I just beat myself up. Nope, I'm not good at business. Nope, I can't do this. Nope, I suck at that. Why didn't I learn this? Why can't I learn it fast enough? Like all of that internal dialogue that just leads to a block. Because my husband kept saying, you're blocked, you're blocked, you're blocked. And now I understand it. Yeah. Because of your book. Thank you. You're welcome. Third thing. So the third thing, and this one's going to hit you because this is what you Fuck. and I share. <laughs> <laughs> so the third block comes from exactly what you're talking about. From a very young age, we all got positive attention when we were achieving. Mm-hmm. And so as little kids in our little brains, we fused, I'm lovable when I'm winning. Yes. And what happens if you're an achiever and a doer like you and I are, and we like to build things and we like to do things and we like to be out there, like everybody's like this, is that the second that you're not achieving something, you immediately feel like you're not lovable or worthy. Mm -hmm. And it's why no matter how incredibly successful or how much you achieve, it never feels like enough. And it's because the thing that we're seeking through our achievement is actually just love and support and validation. And it's also why I, for one, struggled profoundly with jealousy and struggled profoundly with comparison 
you know, and FOMO and all that stuff. It's because if I saw anybody doing anything even slightly better than me, it made me feel less than and made me feel like I wasn't doing enough to deserve the love that I so desperately wanted. And the truth is that you can satiate that need, which we all have, by standing in front of yourself and loving yourself for wherever it is that you are. Most of us literally say, okay, I'll be worthy when I hit the number on the scale. Mm-hmm when the number in the bank account is this, when I drive the Range Rover, when I live in the neighborhood, when this person says that, when I get this award, when I'm taller, skinnier, less kinky hair, darker, lighter, like all these things outside of you is where you've anchored your self-worth and your validation and your love. And that's why it's never enough. Correct. And it's also why you're not in control of it Mm -hmm. because you've put it outside of you. But nobody knows that, Mel, until they've gotten those things and then they see that it really is still empty. It's true. It's true. But the thing that's really cool, because, you know, it's just a matter of scale. You know, most people will stand there and say, well, I haven't lost the weight, so there's no way I'm high-fiving that person. Besides, I ate the donut yesterday. I cheated on Whole30. I didn't do the 75 hard. Like, whatever it is you're beating yourself up for, we have a maniacal focus on what we didn't do. And one of the coolest things about practicing the high five habit is what starts to happen is you slowly start to realize how much you're actually doing. All the little things that you do all day long. Yep. You got out of bed. High five. You dragged yourself to the bathroom. High five. You made your bed. High five. Mm -hmm. You answered the email. High five. You got to the grocery store. High five. You fed the dog. High five. You smiled at a stranger. High five. You got through half of your to-do list. High five. You uh, are still breathing. High five. Why do we have birthdays? Why, mm-hmm. what, what are we actually celebrating on a birthday? We're <laughs> celebrating your life. Yeah. And the fact that you're still breathing. Yeah. Nobody thinks about it like that. No. You know, that's why I like gratitude lists. And that's why I end my night with my grateful list because it's so easy to focus on the negative. And then once you start thinking about everything you're grateful for, you remember, I remember big shit that I missed. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, how could I possibly have forgotten that unbelievable moment or that unbelievable call or that unbelievable thing? What an asshole I am. I just focus on this one negative. Thank God I'm doing my grateful list. Yeah. But that's why. And it also is about building new but patterns. Notice, but notice, notice what happened. So even in the gratitude list, there's the bashing again. Mm-hmm. And so one of the interesting things about the high five habit is, again, back to like a morning routine and all these habits that make us better together, make us better individually. It's the habit of self-loathing. It's the habit of beating yourself up. It's Mm -hmm. the habit of focusing on the negative. It's the habit of ignoring yourself. It's the habit of looking outside yourself for validation that I want to break and replace with this habit of encouraging and loving yourself wherever you are every step of the way. And gratitude's extraordinary. And all the research shows how profound of an impact it has on your life. But nine times out of 10, if you look back at your gratitude list, it's all things outside of you. And meditation is another thing that is extraordinary benefits for you. And everybody should have a meditation practice because of the the demonstrated impact that it has. But meditation is training you in self-awareness and it's training you in not reacting to your thoughts. I want to go deeper and I want you to evict the psycho bitch that is living Hmm. in everybody's head or jerk, whatever you want to call it. I want to go deeper and have you break the pattern 
of trashing yourself. I want to override the programming from your life. And I want you to have a brand new programming in your mind that is the opposite of what you currently do. And I will tell you sitting here, this is why even after creating the five second rule, which has gone on to impact millions of people's lives. Pediatricians use the five-second rule to help kids with anxiety. Veterans- That's Mel's first book for anybody who might not know, even though it's like a gajillion copies sold, but just in case. <laughs> um, and it's being used by veterans organizations to help vets reprogram their responses to triggers. And we know of 111 people who have stopped themselves from attempting suicide by wow. counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one. Even knowing all of that, I know that the high five habit is even more profound and impactful. And I can say that because the five, four, three, two, one will interrupt old habits and push you to create new behaviors. It will push you through fear, push you through anxiety. It is remarkable what it can help you do. The high five habit changes who you are and it changes how you treat yourself. And after a year of just practicing this simple gesture, and then we can get into the science of why it's actually working, um, the simple gesture, pushing through the resistance, pushing through the weirdness, pushing through it all, I don't even have to do it anymore. Like you, you said, and you're not the first person to say this, almost all of my friends and folks that have even only known me online have said when they've seen me recently, you look decades younger. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do is because I have finally overrided the decades of programming that were about hating myself and criticizing myself. When I look in the mirror, I don't even need to high five myself because I don't see a body or a face. I see my soul. I see a human being who is trying. I see a human being who deserves love and deserves encouragement. And it doesn't even occur to me to criticize her, just like it doesn't occur to me to criticize you or to criticize my children or to criticize my husband. Like it doesn't even occur to me in moments of true gratitude and love. And this is not about being conceited or arrogant or perfect. I'm far from perfect. I still fuck up all the time. I still have negative shit going on every day. My attitude still tanks. I still get jealous of people every day. I just don't pile drive myself anymore. <laughs> I love that. As I sit in my WWE chair, I love that because it's such a great way to put it. We do, we pile drive ourselves. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much I was doing it. Yes. Okay. Wow. I probably could have lost it, like really lost it uncontrollably a couple yeah. of times in there. No, you did. You did a good job holding it back, but I see why you did. Or, or why you could have. I think that, I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with our conversation we had the other week with um, Melissa Wood, Health or Tepperberg. I think we just don't, we don't realize how shitty we talk to ourselves or we think about ourselves. And mm-hmm. it's just, when you take the second to realize it or you start to realize it, it, it's astonishing. And then I feel like, and this is probably what you were feeling, it's like the, the floodgates open and you start feeling everything. So I'm going to start high-fiving myself. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm never missing. (laughs) I'm never, ever, ever missing a high-five moment. First of all, I love high-fives. I do high-fives so hard that they hurt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're one of those. I am one of those. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, ow! Oh, my gosh. If you're one of those, let me know. Um, (laughs) So I know I'm not alone. But I'm perfectly okay if I am. 
because all I need is me. That's right, girl. But um, this book is amazing. I'm so grateful that uh, that this was put in my path. If I hadn't gone to that Napa event, I know, right? I may not have known about it, or may not have understood it, or you know, whatever, been exposed to it. So I'm just really grateful, and I really hope that if any of you resonated with what we talked about today, and you know people that need to hear this as well, please share it with them um, and and keep spreading this message because we all really need it. I know I needed it for Me sure. Too. So um, yeah. you know somebody in your life that needs to high five themselves. So please share the show with them, get them the book or send them the link to the book. Yeah. Um, this is pretty incredible. So um, that's my only thing today. I think um, if you want more information, you can go to melrobbins.com. The book is out now. Um, and uh, we are going to link to the five-day free high five challenge in the summary of this so that you guys can join that as well. In the meantime, this is just part one. Tomorrow in part two, we start talking about the science of why this works and people-pleasing and what that really means and get ready. You're never going to want to people-please again and so much more. So in the meantime, love you guys. Be nice people, make good choices, be present, and high-five yourself. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.